What's going on, people? We are back at it again with the High Tenders Podcast. It is me, Jarrell, and you know I got my road dog, my partner in crime, Rocky. What's the deal? I'm going to tell you what the deal is. There is still a fence in front of that fucking fountain. (laughs) 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 What is with the fence? Take the fence down. So we are in Vegas, if you guys don't know. It came in, tore shit up. Yeah, listen, it's still going. I mean, weren't we talking about this? I think we were sweating when we were talking about this. (laughs) Um, But listen, man, things are going great here in Vegas. Things are building up. Oh, my gosh. It's the holidays. Uh, And there's like some really hot new performers in Vegas. Big names. Mm -hmm. They're bringing them out. For yeah. the holidays, so I think y'all should be checking out Vegas. Maybe if you're sitting around at home and you're like, I need shits to do, <laughs> we can do that in Vegas. So, uh, Jarrell, I am very, very happy right now. I'm going to tell you why, because I am seated next to a very good friend of mine. One of a kind. <laughs> yes, and I just want people to understand how multifaceted and wonderful this person is. Let's stop. So, <laughs> I'd like to introduce... <laughs> Our listeners to Greg Grant. Hey guys. Our, AKA Gigi. Gigi in the house, you know. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Hi, it's it's great to be here, you know. I've known about you guys for a little bit over a year now because of Rocky and we've had a work relationship where we didn't work directly together, but um we always had connections with each other and uh you know, we've come full circle, we work together now. Yeah. And, you know, I, I got to watch you guys win your guys' uh Number one podcast, cannabis podcast in uh, Las Vegas. Yes, yes, that yes. Was, that was so cool. I was like, oh, I, I know her. I know her. Those are my friends. So, yes. you know, I love it. And, uh, you know, you know, good people, good energy. It always kind of comes back full circle around. And it, we ended up now, you know, sharing an office space. And it's it's pretty cool. It's Hell been a yeah. good it's been a good run. And now you're here. Now I'm Chilling here. The See? Podcast. And this is an honor. I mean, this is so cool. I never thought I'd be on the podcast with you guys. So. Oh, yeah. Gigi, how are. long have you been in this industry? Oh, I was just, you know, talking about this. I got hired in the cannabis industry the day that Donald Trump got elected president. Holy <laughs> shit. It was a bittersweet day. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely one of the weirdest days of my life, but I was also, you know, a very happy thing. And it, it was on the, it was literally on the edge of, all right, well, we interviewed you for this job. We don't know if the law is going to pass just yet, but um, if it does, you have a job, and if not, see us somewhere else, kind of a thing. And then, yeah, yep. Ended up panning out. Ended up panning out. I got the phone call in the morning. Nice. <laughs> what was that first position in the industry? Uh, I was a bud tender, so we were the you know the first bud tenders of Las Vegas for the for the cannabis industry. So yeah. it was a uh, it was like we were the pioneers on this on this huge adventure that is never going to stop going, you know. And it was really cool to be a part of that. Um, it was medical first for a whole year, yeah. you know, in Vegas, and that was cool. Yeah. There was uh, no no taxes. It was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, you know July twenty seventeen, I believe, is when. They unleash the gates of recreational marijuana, and boom, here we are now today, you know? Yeah, I was standing outside in a yeah. very long line in Chango. Yeah. Yeah, waiting to get inside to get some weed somewhere. I just looked for the shortest line <laughs> right. I could find. Right, And I was like, this is the one we're going to go to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My first one was Reef. 
Was it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Underwater vibes. Yeah. Underwater vibes. They really are. You know, it's so funny. We went to waiting from an hour and a half in line and being happy about the stuff we got. Now, you, ten, seven to ten minutes is. You a, got a I, I'm leaving. I'm you leaving. Got an <laughs> <laughs> I'm so spoiled. And, but my thing is like, you know, I feel like. Oh, when you see adults get upset and they get in their car and they leave to go somewhere else, that's time and gas that you could have just waited a little bit longer, just, just a little bit, and you would have caught your stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, I mean, nobody has any time anymore. No. 15 seconds. <laughs> Instagram made it known to all of us that our attention span is 15 seconds. And yep. the reason why I say that is because it's as long as you can make a story, right? I think, what do you have now? I think they extended it just a tad on the story because they're like, bitch, make a reel. Um, <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, I mean, it's the it's the pure facts. Yeah, I, I feel that. I know, I feel like mine's like about 11 to 13. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's, the little, it's the ADD mixed in. It's, you know, a lot of yeah. things. It's not, I promise you, I'm, I'm trying to pay attention, but then I just trail off about something exactly. else, you know? Not no, all the time. One little trigger takes you yeah. down a whole other way. Not all the time. If you say yes. something like a, like a music lyric that I know, and I say, oh, there goes the music. There's a song playing mm-hmm. in my head. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. you know? And then it's like, oh, I remember this song came out in the third grade. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what happened to Tyrone from the third grade. <laughs> and their mouth is still moving, and you're like... <laughs> Just check out, yes. you know, and until they ask you for a reply, right? You're like, uh, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you were bud tending, yes. And then where did your next part of that career? Oh my gosh! So I, you know, I did the whole, I did the bud tending all the way up to the top, kind of a thing. Okay. I rode that wave and wanted to see where it would go. So retail side went bud tender, um, shift lead, assistant manager. Um, and then going to another dispensary and starting over again, but I was starting as the assistant manager. Mm-hmm. Then we did drive, we did, uh, not drive, we did delivery manager. So then after that, we had a store manager and um, on 420, it's a good day, <laughs> is when I became the manager of that store. Um, and I was the manager there for about a year and a half before then moving out of the retail side, staying with the same company going to the wholesale side of where you're selling our brand to other dispensaries rather than just selling your stuff to other customers inside the store. So, you know, kind of broaden my, my view a little bit. For sure. And um, I, I liked, I, I felt that was like one of the best moves because I got to get involved in the culture a lot more. The cannabis culture in Las Vegas is unlike anywhere else. From what I've heard, from what I've, so what I've seen, the people that I've met, um, we're really close-knit. It's not some like other states are. Uh, I know we've had people come visit out here like oh you guys are really close you guys have events and you guys are hosting it with each other and you guys are friendly and you guys are sponsoring each other what's what's this stuff going on and it's right. like I guess in other places they're they're all competitors and they're like mm-hmm. they kind of don't mess with you know uh, the other people in town who are selling you know doing the same kind of thing and it's it's weird because you know it's a culture weed isn't supposed to be cannabis isn't supposed to be something that's corporate and cutthroat it's definitely it's a plant that grows in the ground um it mellows you out puts you on the same frequency and same vibe as somebody else and you know yeah. you, you continue on with your day that's kind of what the aesthetic and the culture should be so it's weird hearing that other places they aren't as friendly they aren't as you know they're chasing the penny versus the vibe you know yeah do you feel like we're losing that culture a little bit as cannabis like starts to grow in a go like go more st- Go uh, more towards the corporate. You know, the unfortunate thing about that is when something is good, um, the you know, when the government steps in there, they want to monetize and monopolize on these things. Um, I think in the culture in, in Nevada is, you know, it, our state government 
is doing that. They're regulating it pretty pretty harshly. But every year we're seeing more and more of the lines get cut, more of the uh, boundaries get pushed a little bit farther. So I think it is definitely going more corporate, not in a super, super fast-paced way, but we, as it's going more corporate, we are getting more and more lenient with things. Like we'll have lounges coming mm-hmm. up next year at some point. We might see them popping up, and that's a really cool thing. Um, but yeah, you know, with anything that's really good, it's gonna get a you're gonna get some some corporate in there. Definitely kind of trying to make it it's a structured thing that you know that they that they could say that they they found it and we did this. This is what we did. This is how it is. And you know, you, cannabis is gonna do its thing no matter what. Right. You know. Yep. And then you just escalated and elevated in, into the industry. Yeah. Straight into like the sales portion. Yeah. Which always gets fun. Yeah. Like it's a totally different world. It is. It is. It yep. is. It's it's its own like it. There's like levels to this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know. Yep, one hundred percent. Especially in the cannabis industry. Oh yeah. Like we love to layer shit. I'm mm. gonna use a Mariaism. Yeah. <laughs> her baklava. <laughs> her la- her layers. Yeah. There's there's more and more layers. As soon as you look under a layer, there's another uh, layer. Yep. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's a totally different world. Yeah. Now, do have you been experiencing like? Some something's different where you're like, hey, uh, completely different world. Uh, what would be the one big change that you uh, moving from bud tender to now working in the corporate? Honestly, with I mean, the, on the corporate side, there really is a lot of events that happen. Yes. <laughs> There's so many things that happen that are kind of exclusive and, and you know and, and they 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 say yes they're open to bud tenders but they, they advertise it to the people who are in sales people who are in marketing people who own these companies people who are buying things so at that level that when you reach that pinnacle you kind of get first dibs on all that stuff which is great you know and it still does trickle down to the store you'll still you know our brands support our bud tenders and they're getting some love but they're missing out on those parties and those events and those cool growing opportunities to meet people when they have to work at, you know oh i'm scared i work till eight so i can't can't do the thing at five so you know it kind of uh, gave the uh expanded our uh, boundaries a little bit and gave us more room to spread our wings you know and still represent the companies that we love um but then get you know that exclusive content or that first dibs and first knowledge on things that are happening and i I really do and do enjoy that part of cannabis the most i think is just how the culture is going to keep progressing and now no matter how corporate we get i think the culture is going to be its own thing they can't they can't you can't do that to the culture. It's going to be its own thing for... It's, uh, yeah, they're going to try to like reel it in, but the people are the culture, right? I was about to say, as long as the people yeah. keep it going. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think the culture is going to go anywhere. I think it's just going to get better with, with that, at least on that side. Yeah. What, yeah. I like, what I do like about it is that when cannabis people get together, we do the most fun shit. Yeah. It's not... We don't even think outside the box. It's just like, Let's hey, we're going to go roller skating, <laughs> yeah. which I'm like... That was the, the best. Fuck is roller skating? That's a great fucking idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most recently, you had suggested to me a karaoke spot. Uh-huh. And I ended up taking four people to this karaoke spot. Oh, nice. And literally, Linda and I got there about 7.30. And we were there till 2 a.m. Yeah. Nice. Fucking karaoke. Yeah. And laughing our asses mm-hmm. off and having a great time. And everybody just kind of gets together and converses and yep. it's really really nice and that's the kind of thing that i do like yeah 
because there's not a lot of that in like the real retail. That, there is, there, that, that gives me hope yeah. because it leads me to believe that what this culture that everybody is looking for kind of still exists. You just have to nourish it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are, you, are you talking about that place, um, uh, Carla Martin's? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, intimate spot. You know, not a lot of people go there. Our friend uh, hosts it. Uh, and you know what's so funny too is they're supposed to be done like, with karaoke at midnight. But they mm. stay open because people are there wanting to sing. <laughs> yeah, it's only from eight to twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so well, they knew who you were. Oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah, immediately. <laughs> I love Gigi. Gigi's a friend of mine. Yeah, you <laughs> must go here and put on a show. It's you know, you show up and show out. And you're gonna go. Dude, it's everything. <laughs> it's every time you meet somebody and you're like, "Who are you with, Gigi?" Oh my god, I fucking love Gigi. Oh, um, yeah, dude. That's the reason why, like, I was like, I have to have Gigi on. Of yeah, so, there are so many facets of you. Don't make me bring up that fucking baklava. <laughs> There's layers of you, sir. Um, you do so many different things. So even knowing that you did that, the one thing that people told me when I was at the karaoke was like, fucking Gigi can sing his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, try new things, you know, push the limits a little bit, you know. Uh, karaoke is really fun. I mean, I'm not performing on stage like I want to do, so I'm kind of getting my outlet from karaoke. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and I never, never really wanted to sing karaoke. I did my first on stage singing thing in 11th grade. I was the scarecrow and the whiz, and I really didn't want to sing this song. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, I got the choreographed for dance, and I was, it was fun. But I was just like, oh god, this is not my strong point. And <laughs> you know what though? But ever since then, I was like, oh, you know, I, I do like to sing. I'm just not doing it well, and I, I haven't had any. Formal training, but I, I can I can hear the music really well. I can I have musicality pretty pretty down. Like the pitch and tones, I can just match them, or or you know find the you know the next uh, the next octave lower or higher, just depending on what it is. But damn, if I had some training, let me tell you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. have you ever cut the... your teeth on anything? Have, they, have you ever done anything like, outside of uh, the singing portion? Of it, it? Only just musical theater. Okay. That would be the that would be like the most thing. And it, it, well, that's everything to me. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> only musical yeah. theater. I'm like, and if, everything if, in one. If we go somewhere uh, and they have karaoke, I'm like, let's go to karaoke because uh, we can drink. Yep. We can sing, we can have, we can laugh, you know, there might be a patio where we can smoke. You know what I'm saying? There's usually has those four things that you can count on on karaoke. And it's always a special breed of people who go to karaoke. I've, I've met some dear friends of mine who have who taught me how to walk on stilts. I met those people at karaoke, you know. Um, walk on stilts. I was just about to say, how did you get into that? Uh, literally just meeting people who, you know, were performers and we were singing at karaoke and we, but this is... And she's 2013, um, and we're friends, we're still friends, and one of them, her name is Heather, her birthday is tonight at the Artifice, so I'm gonna go there at 8 to go celebrate her life, you know. Right. Um, but met them at karaoke, uh, they ended up own. they have a, a, a company in Las Vegas, and they put on, uh, they have huge characters that they do on stilts. They do regular stilts, jumping stilts, and quadrupeds. Quadrupeds is four pet four legs, and you're usually like it's some kind of huge animal. So I've been like a psychedelic aardvark. I've been like a ladybug man that looks like Buzz Lightyear with ladybug wings. I've been all kinds of characters that that they've come up with, and uh, they taught me at Sunset Park how to walk on stilts. We had three rehearsals, and then they're like, "Okay, we're gonna book you for the show at the Jewel on the Strip." And da 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 da. I'm like, "All right." 
yeah, all right, let's do it, you know? So any, any kind of avenue or outlet that I can learn that's performing-wise, I'm going to learn. I'm going to try to learn it and see what I can do and go with it because it's always the same feeling I get no matter what I dress it up as, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's it's a good exchange, and it's fun. Make people smile. And did you say you you a fire thrower? Uh, fire? So uh, <laughs> I learned how to spin, you know what poi is? No. So poi is like um, I guess like you say a ball on a string, right? It has weighted, it has weight, and usually you can get them different sizes, um, different lengths, um, and then the ones that I have are like kind of soft and they're LED, so they light up. Um, but what it is is you, like people, you can see people dancing with them, and you, you see the, all you see is the lights. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing them do figure eights and stuff with just the LED lights and doing all kinds of tricks, right? But so I, I knew how to do that already, and I picked that up from my old roommates back in like 2016. Um, my roommate, she did it with fire. That's how I was like, oh, let me try. Hell yeah. Uh, but then over the years, you know, meeting different people who already do it, they're like, oh yeah, well, hey, there's a spot on Wednesdays. Come to the house on Wednesdays. We have a, we have a backyard that has cement, so it's meant for fire spinning. And I met like a whole bunch of performers there, and they, you know, some guy had a, a flame sword, some guy had a flame whip, some some girl had flame fans, and I was just like, oh, well, I guess I'm home, you know? But um, I never really, I'm not a big person, I'm not a pyro person, I'm not really, like, big on fire, which is really, fire is not my element, I'm more, right. more earth, <laughs> more air and earth, those are my elements. Um, so fire, I was like, well, I don't, I don't need this. I have LED, they light up. I don't need to have fire. But fire is, is cool because you feel the intensity of the heat and the energy that you're doing when you're spinning it. It feels like it's surrounding you. And it's like you are your own little heat vacuum because you get pretty hot doing it just by standing the proximity mm-hmm. of it. Um, I respect fire. I'm not going to play with it if I'm don't if i not being safe. Um, but it was, it's, it's a fun thing to learn because there's a lot of gigs for that too. And like... Usually when I go to desert parties, people bring all their all their equipment and they yeah. they just go full out because you know. But they everyone's always safe. I've never seen anything go wrong with people spinning fire. It's like a responsibility that I you always have. That think, you have. Like yeah. I always worry every yeah. time I've seen. I've never seen anything crazy, yeah. like shit that you see on TikTok with yeah. fire. I never knock on wood. Yeah, I've <laughs> never seen any of that. Um, and I've seen some shit on <laughs> <laughs> fire around, especially here in Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah. isn't that just huge? Like it's, I never. That's scary. They did not fuck around with that shit in Chicago. They're like, no, I'm not going to fucking start my zone. Yeah. Although I did have one friend, believe it or not, her name was Gigi. She used to do stuff, and she was actually on uh, America's Got Talent. Nice. And did, like, the... crossbow and shit like that like she was upside down like on a handstand with a crossbow with her toes yeah that? i've seen her she shot like a balloon or yes. out of someone's mouth but she's upside down yeah. using her feet i was like oh she's a mutant yeah <laughs> that's yeah, she's amazing that's great she's amazing i love stuff like that that's though. amazing yeah. and i noticed too like because one thing especially speaking of the ggs um <laughs> she really takes her time in getting prepared for any event mm. And I feel like you do the same thing, and I just can't fucking wait. I'm like, I'm on Instagram, and he's like, um, the other day he sent us a message, real quick message. He was like, I'm going to do Krampus Saturday. And I'm like, Santa Rampage. Do you know what was going through my fucking mind? What? Gigi's going to fucking kill me. <laughs> so immediately, I'm like, I'm going to need to see the whole entire fit. Yeah. You know, I'm sure the fit's going to be something else, but... That is something that you love to do, so yeah. you're more of like a performer altogether. Yeah, you know, like, and 
you know, I'm not going to say like, oh, all eyes on me. I need to be in the middle. I need to be. No. But I, I do appreciate like people watching me do something that I'm that I that I am trying to 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 show them. That's a different thing, you know. I don't need to be the center of attention anymore. I'm not in high school anymore. Right. I don't know. I've done a lot of things, so I'm happy and content with not having to display myself. But when we're doing things like here and there, like the Santa Rampage, or if it's October, October is my month. I like to dress in all kinds. What the of fuck costumes. is Santa Rampage? Stop Sa it. Okay. Santa Rampage was uh, every day twice a year in July and in December where two to four hundred people dress up like Santa Claus or their own version of Santa Claus and from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m. they we have they go to different bars on Fremont they walk down the whole thing and it's already you know it's a thing so they called the bars there's drink specials for all the Santas when we get there and we're literally rampaging through the streets but not in a violent way very very fun and you know whatever just fun quirky and as the night goes on we're getting drunker and drunker yes <laughs> I, I want in on this and, and, I, and <laughs> I was like i was like well me being so like october themed and halloween themed i was like yeah. well you know i don't know if you know the story of krampus but it's uh you know it's, it's an old folklore um but he is santa claus's shadow like you know there's two sides of the same coin he's dark and light mm -hmm. krampus will eat the bad kids so if your kids are naughty, he's going to come to your house and he'll snatch you up. He's going to eat you. So I think he kind of inspires kids to be good, right? So, yeah. then, so then Santa Claus wins. It's a whole thing. <laughs> so I was like, well, I want to be Santa. I don't want to be a, sorry, old white man. Um, <laughs> can I be the dark shadow version of him? And they're like, yes, please, please. So I did it and it was a big hit and it was fun. And today, I just this morning, I posted a video on my Instagram of me doing a change. I finally did. It took me a couple of days. I was like, okay, hold on. Okay, so I have <laughs> nice. to check that yeah, out. I, gotta go back. Yeah. Yeah. I was in meeting yeah. <laughs> today before I even got here. Locked so in. I haven't seen it, but that's going to be like my little piece of oven. I'm going to make sure I sit down. I'm going to grab some cocoa. I'm going to grab a couple of fucking Oreos. And watch Gigi. I love it, though, because here's the thing. Ever since I was young, I, I don't know if I've ever put this, but I used to uh, judge drag pageants. Fun. So, like, Tri-State Continental. Yeah. Or I would just show up, right? And I didn't like to miss these things because it was just... It, it wasn't, again, it was people performing, but not to be like, hey, look at me. Yeah. But to have so much fun. Yeah. And there's just mutual respect behind that situation. And I know that when I see you and you're going out, it doesn't matter what it is. You yeah. make it like, it doesn't matter what the holiday is. <laughs> I always want to know what it is that you're going to do because it makes me happy to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for me, that's like, I love stuff like that. Yeah. I love when people <clears throat> really appreciate because it's almost like an art. Yeah. Right? You're painting yourself. Yeah. You know, you don't look like other people. Yeah. And it pleases you. It has to because every time I talk to one of those drag queens, honey, when they were done <laughs> and they were painted. Yeah. They lived. Yeah. They lived and they lived for themselves. It didn't, they didn't need people yeah. to be living for their shit. They right. were living for themselves. Exactly. You know? And I love that because they were always very nice and cordial and kind. But they knew. They knew their shit was on point. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to tell you, Gigi, anyway, that I kind of like it, what it is that you do. And I don't <laughs> care if people call it, consider it performing or not. I'm watching. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you know, your body is the canvas and you know, the art you portray on it is exactly what it is. You know, you're, yeah. you are a walking art piece. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, when you, when you feel good... People notice it. Yep. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't help but notice it. It's an energy, it's a signal, bing, yes. <laughs> that goes off. You know. Do yep. you think being like a performer or having that performance background helps you in like your current role? It's definitely has. I'm very social. I feel like 
my my magic uh, power is people. <laughs> I can okay. people. I can people mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know it is not. I don't find it hard to talk to people or to connect with people on you know, on certain levels. Um, and also like you know I, I do it in a way that I, I feel good. So I know that eventually they feel good and we're smiling. Or you know you could tell. It's you, you can just definitely tell. I'm very. I guess you can say sensitive on energies and stuff. And I feel like you are too rocky and it. You know you I, like I said I, I can just like live vicariously through someone's really good time or good moments you know if you're smiling and tell me a good story I'm getting all the love from it you know yeah. what I'm saying and it, it's it's an even exchange um if more people were like that you know everybody can't do that because <laughs> some people like, I know. the fuck he laughing over there like that's <laughs> yeah. it's very true it's you know it's how we're trained and how we're conditioned but it's it's the people that take a step back and like you know and it's people who've been through a lot of mm-hmm. traumatic stuff in their life or you know it's hard things hardships they had to overcome and they you know see life as in a different way in a different in a, in a, like you see it as a treat and see it as, a, as something that it should be cherished and you know at the end of the day no matter what anyone says to me, we're, we're here for each other, you know. I, I can show you something that you don't know how to do. You can enhance my life and show me something that I never could do. You have skills that I will never have. But all three of us together, we probably build a house. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so it's stuff like that. And, yeah. uh, we're, you know, at, yeah, I'm not, you know, not to be all hippie, but, uh, yeah, we're here for each other. Like, you know, that that is the whole reason of the human race. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? And that's, I think you're just cookie cut for this industry in that yeah. regard. Yeah, this industry is, you know, it's a very social industry. Yeah. And, like, uh, you know, someone told me, you know, hey, same team, different jersey. In Vegas, it's <laughs> the same it. people who were in cannabis seven years ago who are still in cannabis. And they've been through five, six, seven companies, not because they were bad or anything like that happened. But this industry is the, the, it's the Wild West. Yeah. Like, some industries, some companies excel, and a lot of them fall off because they, they're a rule regulation that they miss, and they can't hang, or they're not selling, and... You know they're losing on their profits and losses and stuff like that, and they go under, and because they, they think they could run it like a retail store, they think they can run it like an, a, a, a company they've had in Oregon or I'm from Wisconsin. I had a, I did this kind of thing, and it's not the same. Cannabis is a, a wild horse, literally. Yeah, and yeah. it's different in every state. Yeah, every yeah. single state has different rules and regulations. And, you know, where's your passion driving you, Gigi? You know, um, my passion as I'm getting older. Um, I went back to coaching children at night. Um, I get a lot of, uh, you know, a satisfaction from that, um, helping kids. Uh, you know, I don't have any kids of my, of my own, but I have like 11 plus nieces and nephews. And I have great nieces and nephews. And I feel like at the end of the day, our job is to teach the, the youth, you know, show them the things that we went through so that they can surpass us in life. You know, hey, do better. I, this is what happened to me. Do better. Be better than me. Let me show you. Let me show you what I've done, and you go with it. Take it where you need to go. But like, you know, as I tell a lot of people, I my generation we're the last generation that knows what it's like to live without social media. Because um, I we got into that like when I was in high school, MySpace when I was in college. So, you know, it's kind of scary what's going to happen the next couple generations from now. You know, they're already starting to be born, and I, I just hope that the leadership that they're having is a mentally stable one and, right. and the one that they can say hey I learned from someone a peer of mine who taught me the value of their life and I have value in mine because of it just just to be you know give them the right direction the right tools to do the right thing that's all and if I can do that for a one kid to 10,000 children like you know that's I feel like my job is done I don't, have, I don't have to be a parent. No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah, I, and I can give them back. Here you go. Here's your kids. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're also what I hear a little bit of a gymnast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that was um, that was one of the very few things in my life early on that I learned I was good at. <laughs> but like really good at. Like second, like second nature, like 
kind of like an intuitional kind of a thing. And I was really good at uh, gymnastics, but yeah. my favorite part was tumbling. And that's, you know, tumbling is flipping through, you know, on the floor, through the air, doing pass, the combo passes and multiple flips and all that kind of stuff. Trampoline or on the floor or, or spring floor. But that is, um, out of any of my talents, that is what I'm the best at. And um, you can only do that for so long because I started that when I was 13. I'm 35 right. now. I took a seven-year break, and I'm getting back into it. And guess what? I can still do the stuff that I did back then because of the technique that I was taught. And these kids, they're like, dang, like you're showing, you're showing this stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to tell you, do it like this. It's going to be really easy. Right. <laughs> like, I tried. It looks yeah, just like yeah. and completely yeah. effortless. And yeah. It's like, well, and then I don't, like I, like I said, I work out with the kids, but I'm not like doing flips to show off in front of the team. Like I'll right. demonstrate something. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of class, I might do a couple passes with them. They're like, they're always like, oh, whoa, like you just do that. Like it was, I was like, you know, you know, yeah, I did. It's, I, I, yeah, it's not, I learned it a long time ago. <laughs> no, I know, <laughs> I know about the gymnastics. Like my daughter yeah. does, she's been doing it for about seven years. Oh, yeah. So like I know like the dedication. Yep. The like she has practiced like four hours a night. Oh yeah, like, I'm like, what the hell? But are you so three, like, three to four times a week, probably. Yeah, yeah. three times a week, oh four hours God. a night, 100 percent. Yes. Oh yeah. So like, I know the dedication that's involved and yeah. the commitment. So oh, like, yeah. I have to commend you just to go back to yeah. it after that break. Like I know it was <laughs> I wasn't missed easy. it. It was. It, was yeah. Yeah. it took me a couple of weeks to get my bones like <laughs> wow. used to the impact because my, like my joints were hurting the first couple of days mm -hmm. after, and the next week I was like. My, I feel like my, I'm so weak. Like, what's going on? But as I kept kept, kept it up, about a month. Uh, now I'm two months into it. But a month after, then I started getting back into the tumble like I was, and it's it's cool to feel. It's cool to tumble with the girls and the, and the boys and like, all right, guys, like let's. Like, I'm gonna show you what we're doing next, and I do it with them, and they they like it better. They learn. They re, they're they're more receptive to my corrections when I could show them what they're doing or yep. what we're gonna do next. Like yeah. I'm, some girls, like I never had a coach do that before. And I'm like, well, here we are. <laughs> right. You know. Um. In gymnastics, if you're on a competitive team in in gymnastics, you the the gym that I went to when I was younger was called Majestic Gymnastics and they had a school for all the girls that were in it because if they're competing they had homeschooling in the back and there was a whole oh curriculum and then they go do gymnastics and they go and down. I was on the boys team the boys weren't like that we had three hour practices four times a week though but we didn't have to go to school there and mm. stuff but like yeah, it was if, if you're gonna compete and you wanna do gymnastics yep. it's a life choice it's not like really okay is. I'll just do it on the weekend you know no <laughs> you're it's you know and it, before that, I was in dance and theater, and then gymnastics. So it was dance in the morning, then school, then theater or dance, depending on what was next, and then gymnastics, and then I go home and do homework, and then go to bed. <laughs> oh my god, the dedication! Oh dedication. man, when you're young, you're yeah. so much more dedicated. I don't oh. know what we are complaining about these, you know, as all your adults. You know, when you're like, holy shit! I, to, I was just talking to my wife about this. I was yeah. like, I used to always work two jobs. Yeah, mm -hmm. wow. Like I just stopped. Yeah. working two jobs when I met her because she was like yeah we're not gonna do that <laughs> no bullshit I had yeah. a bar job and I had my regular you know and I was like but that's how I like that's how I survive that's how I yeah. function yeah. That's, yeah that's how I function that's how I manage but I mean like the best part about that is that you know people are getting nurtured man these these that now i know that since they're with you Gigi, you the that whole thing with the gymnastics fits your personality perfectly and i'm sure that the parents appreciate it when they could find somebody that the kids can be in tune with and stuff like that so it doesn't make gymnastics so hard because i watch some tv shows uh, <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck does uh, this yeah. really happen yeah. does this, like, is those this coaches really? can get wild oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's a little nuts and i so i i commend that shit did you ever do um cheerleading because it would 
Yeah. So after gymnastics, I of course, because uh, I, I only did gymnastics until like competitively until I was about seventeen. Because then okay. I then I graduated high school, and I was gonna go to college, and there was no men's college gymnastics team where I was from or okay. anywhere nearby. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm gonna go be a cheerleader. And I was so reluctant about it because I did not want to be a cheerleader because my passion was gymnastics. Yeah. But it opened up a whole world for me and I'm so happy that I did. It was my friend. He kind of tricked me into it, but it's okay. Yeah. I was holding someone's spot because they were gone for practice. It was their team practice, and I was just there to work out. Yeah. Can you can you stand there real quick? We're gonna do like a, okay, we're in a jump section. Oh, can you tumble right here because she's not here today, so we need you to tumble right here. Oh, can you help with this stunt really quick? Just hold her up really five, six, seven, eight, come down. Okay, great. And at the end, they're like, so she's not coming back, and um, <laughs> basically that's your spot. So are you, do you want it or not? Nah? And I was like, are you kidding me? For everybody. <laughs> so I was like, uh, yeah, we can see <laughs> we can see how this works, you know, and then. It was, you know, green lights from there. So I did competitive cheer for two, only two years. But in those two years, I auditioned for a company called the United Spirit Association, USA. Oh, my God. USA. Spirit Yeah, that was, that was the most satisfactory job I've ever had. That's, that's the job. They sent me around the world to go coach. And you must have loved that. Oh, my God. I went to Japan two times. Oh my goodness. The kids out there are amazing. Way better than the kids in the U.S. <laughs> as, far, as far as not, not as hard as, as athleticism. Like, nothing beats the U.S. on athletes, but those kids are so respectable. Yeah. And they were nice to each other. That's the big thing. They were all cheering for each other. And that was like, oh, this is great. They, yeah, they're competing, but, like, Everyone was so full of respect, and you could tell. I was like, "Oh, these kids! Yep. Are, these kids are really great, grateful for what they have and what they're doing." And it was all oh, so much fun. We had a translator there to help with because little groups we were with. It was a whole thing. Um, it was beautiful. But um, I would do five day camps, um, like Santa Barbara, uh, LA, like all these different cities and states that had universities. We go to the universities. The kids would come stay on the university campus for four days. We would be there for five because we get there a day before and have mm -hmm. to go through all the routines yeah. and the curriculums. But you know, every five days was a whole new camp, and you know, I was my first year. I did nine camps. I was like, I was, I was gone from June to the end of August, and it was, you know, but like, and I did that for ten years. And I, you know, twenty seventeen was my last year doing it. Um, and it was like, you know, I felt. Like I got the most satisfaction. I, I was like, hey, I did something. If I if something happens to me tomorrow and I go out and I leave this world, I'm like, hey, at least at least I inspired a couple thousand children. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the, the biggest um, reward I would get was if if you get lucky enough, which is a small percentage, that you get put on a camp with the same team at the same time at the same campus in the same state every you know uh, uh, reoccurring so i've met like a freshman and then saw her again when she's a senior she's like i remember you you taught me how to do this you're the reason why i did that you know any of these kids come up to you randomly during competitions and different things that they see you out at like oh my god oh do you remember me and you're like oh my god you know and it's that's really fulfilling like you helped you made a difference in someone's life yeah. and i'm like man that that's all that's an awesome feeling that's yeah. hey if i can be a positive influence on someone you know then the by all means yeah. yeah so i try to live by that every day it's a good little mantra oh, you know i'm gonna tell you that it was hilarious that i just said did you did you ever do cheerleading and it went down i had no idea <laughs> you didn't so try to run a world doing cheerleading so we decided to throw another layer of the baklava maria you're gonna love this episode <laughs> we call this episode my baklava um, but yeah, I, yeah it's just another layer of it i just every time i knew people that were in gymnastics yeah they were hardcore into it yeah 
uh, cheerleading just made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Or, like, I had a lot of people that I knew from the South, and they would do big band, mm-hmm. and they had dancers in these big bands, and they would do that, mm-hmm. because there would be a lot of required, like, flipping and yep. stuff like that. Yep. So, I knew it kind of just makes sense that you would end up going that route. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Are you conti- are you going to try to do something in the future with this, or is this something just to teach, or do you really have a passion? Is there something behind that whole situation where you're like, I would love to do this? You know, if if I had the money, I would own a, a gym. Honestly, whether it be a cheer gym or a gymnastics gym, because I've seen the success that that those can actually bring to a community. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, and you know, if that was one, I would definitely want to have children that would come and you know learn basically. Um, and even it, it'd be great if you could do it for free, you know, like a you know a facility where they can, or a low costing kind of thing where kids who can't afford to be in school cheer because the costumes cost so much. I'm like, hey, you make the team, or you make you're you're committed to be here. We'll pay for your whatever you want to do yeah. competitions. We'll pay for uniforms, pay for whatever you need, as long as you will be here at practice and not miss a day. There should be a nonprofit. Yeah, yeah. boom, there boom, because everybody should be able to. Because I know this shit is expensive. Oh yeah, as you get better, it gets Jarrell, more you- expensive. <laughs> Because as you I, get better, it's... Because, listen, you gotta go to Hawaii let, me let me tell you the story. Because you said as it gets better. Yeah. So, my daughter, she started off, like, doing regular <laughs> gymnastics. Just and they were like... One fee a month. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, you know, she's real good. Yeah. Like, we, she can do competitive. Oh. So, we, her, me and her mom, like, yeah. Like, that's my daughter. Yeah, yeah, she can. So, she started off on a lower level. <laughs> then they, like, a few months later, like, oh, yeah, like, she's good. We need to move her around. Oh. It's only a couple, like, X amount of dollars more. And we like, cool. Like yeah. Then another month later, like, yeah, she's way advanced. We like hold on time out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time out. Like let we her stay at this level. Going. Yeah, like let her just chill here. Let her, yeah. Learn the fundamentals let some more. Yeah. 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 But um, it, it is like it's it, well for me it is expensive, but it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. Because um, like I know what it's doing for is giving her like responsibility, accountability, mm-hmm. teamwork. Um, it's helped with her social skills. Mm-hmm. And um, my daughter like she she loves uh, Roblox. So yeah. we got to like a, a like a crossroad where we was like, you know, this is getting expensive. What do you want to do? So I had a conversation with her. I said, if you can just do one thing in the whole world for the rest of your life, play Roblox or gymnastics, what would you do? She said gymnastics. Like oh, so I said, no. I said, so I said, you know what? I'll make whatever sacrifice I have to do. Like that's she's sweet. standing gymnastics and like she's been killing it. So yeah. like, um, like I, I love it. So yeah. that's why like you just touched my heart yeah. like with your story. I'm, I'm like, I know you. all about it. Yeah, I'm telling you. And can I can I tell you that? It has shaped me. My, I ha- my body is pretty good, and I haven't done anything for seven years, and that's all because of gymnastics and cheerleading. My, it, I hit, it, I did it before I hit puberty, so it shaped my body. I had a strong body always. I've always had a strong body, no matter what is going on. So I've always, always tough. Um, and it also taught me self, a whole bunch of self confidence mm-hmm. and discipline. I, I felt like I knew something like really well. I felt like a, I felt like a professional at it when I was yeah. young because I was doing it and I was doing it well and getting rewarded for it. But then it, it, it gets harder and you, and you notice these things as you're going and like, oh my god, I, I look where I look where I came from and look where I am now and I have the confidence to do this. There's a small percentage of people in, in the in the world that can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really helped shape my like my mental capacity as an as a young adult. Um, yeah, like, you know, nobody could tell me nothing. Like, I, I mean, of, of course you have a little insecurities here and there, but like, I that gave me, I felt like powerful with, with having that skill, nice. skills. On, and like, yeah, you know, just knowing like people at school, they see me flip at school. Oh, bro, I want to challenge you to do I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? And somebody do a back up off a tree. I'm like, oh, that's cute. And I'm like, you know, we're on concrete. I'm like, oh, let me go ahead and do a, a pass real quick, you know. And then, 
you know, and they're like, you know, and it's, you know, they couldn't touch me. Challenge. <laughs> Challenge accepted. I'm very competitive, so. So when know. did uh, cannabis enter your life? Um, you know, cannabis entered my life uh, when I was 21. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. I, I was, I know, I was a good kid. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, I was working at Starbucks. Um, we had a Christmas party, and my co-workers influenced me to smoke weed with them. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even have to ask what was your first time. <laughs> it was great, but um, I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is wonderful. And my, my cousin was already a uh, heavy cannabis user. She had deliveries going to her house. She made edibles. She made, she made pecan pies and all kinds of delicious yeah. stuff. Uh, so I smoked with her for a couple of years before moving out to Vegas. Um, and then, you know, smoked here and there, but then cannabis became a really big part of my life. Quick little story. When my friend Alia passed away from uh, stage four utero ovarian cancer, um, before she died, the doctors gave her three months to live with cannabis and chemotherapy, of course. She lived for 16 months. Um, with the cannabis, it healed uh, tumors in her brain that were not radiated on, so there was no reason for them to shrink, but they mm -hmm. shrunk. Um, they told her they were never going to walk again. She went to Burning Man for 10 days on her walker and she was walking, so she was fine, you know. She did things that were almost impossible. She did a stand-up comedy show. Wow. Um, did a one at the Onyx, one at the Phoenix, and there was one at the Dive Bar. Um, but she did all these things in the short time. She did a couple podcasts. She was buying RSO from a woman in Summerlin out of her freezer because there was no dispensaries at the time and they weren't happy. We didn't have RSO, so we were just buying massive quantities of RSO from this woman. And she was ingesting more and more each week, kind of like how Rick Simpson did. And it literally worked. And it was to watch it happen within the course of three months from her being just not herself, sad, cancer patient to full of life, going back to work, going to karaoke, we're drinking, we're hanging out, we're having a good time. It was amazing to see what cannabis could do. And I was like, I want in. Right. You know? And unfortunately, she passed away in 2016, um, right before I got hired. She was, it was February she passed away, and I got hired in like November. Um, but that is that is why I became an advocate for cannabis in Nevada, because you know I had a, that incredible story. And I'm like, hey, we should, everyone should have access to this, to this. We should give this to all the cancer patients. You know, they'll get their appetite back. Yeah. They will, you know, medical said, you know, there's things that say that Cannabis can stop and reduce cancer cell growth, and I believe that to be true because what I what I saw. Right. The, doc, the doctor's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Because yes. if you do, were doing cannabis or with any medical, they can stay with stop chemotherapy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was it was incredible to see. I couldn't believe it. It blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like even though it exists, since we can't put it into medical terms mm. because of you know yeah. like what it is. Yeah. Um, it just sucks because. There's so much opportunity there, but they're yeah. never going to say that. They're never going to say this shrinks anything because, oh my God, you're going to put so many big businesses, <laughs> so, so much big, big pharma yeah. out of business. It's about the money. Yeah. And here's the thing, like we should really kind of rethink this whole situation and be like, listen, if big pharma is what it is, then what are you going to do on this behalf to make this right? Yeah. So there is kind of an area of opportunity there to make things right. And to start testing these, mm -hmm. to, to start testing cannabis and see where we can go with this thing because we know it. Weed the people, watch yeah. the movie, you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll understand more um, about that. And um, we can't even say it because we work in the industry. Mm -hmm. We can't say this has healing properties yeah. or it does anything, you yep. know what I mean? And it kind of stinks in that regard because people come in and everybody has had this Yep. Everybody yep. who's worked in the cannabis, and I want people to understand this, 
every single person that has worked in the cannabis industry has talked to somebody that's on their last days. Mm. Mm. Am I right or am I wrong? No, 100% Have you? right. Yeah. yeah. And they come to you because they need advice. And, you know, it kind of sucks because you can't really do what you used to be able to do. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stinks in that regard unless they're, uh, you know, I always tell people you should really try to get that medical card. Yeah. Uh, for that particular reason because you do need some kind of you need somebody to help you with that situation you you know you need somebody to be like yes this is what you're going to need xyz but we make everything so fucking difficult yep you know what i mean it just can never be the most simple process so whatever it is that helps the people is what i want in the end what do you think yeah i mean like i said we are here for each other you know if 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 we didn't deal with if greed wasn't a factor, I, we, you know, this wouldn't be an issue. Yep, yeah. 100%. Can you imagine if everyone had access to cannabis and healthcare? Like, ugh. it would be. It gives me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> yes, healthcare. Yeah. Yes. Healthcare should be a free thing. Uh, cannabis Why is do healthcare. we pay for <laughs> And we just grow it, you know? You know what yeah. I mean? It's just, it's crazy. There's yeah. so many things we can <laughs> say and think. Thank goodness now we can say and think these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is what it is. There's so many people out there. Yeah. You know, now we have like platforms yeah. to yeah. do it. We've come a long way, guys. We yeah. really have. In a positive note, like, we're, we have gone worlds from where people thought in this lifetime would happen for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 What's your favorite way to consume? I know you uh, brought everything. Listen, the honey badger. Listen, you got <laughs> flour. I like flour. Flour is king, you know. Um, nothing beats a nice rolled joint, um, you know, or you put it in the bong if you want to be more spiritual and why i say that is because <laughs> because the bong has earth fire wind and water so you're doing the all elements in one thing yeah, you know uh, <laughs> i find therapy and rolling up my joints i'm like here we go i'm about to get you know where i need to be get my mind right and i'm rolling it up like i'm just it's just i'm getting excited I'm, yeah. I'm, you know so yeah i uh definitely like to smoke flour now i will because i have access to it smoke wax um i'll eat edibles and um uh, I have taken a few tolerance breaks, but if I don't want to, a good little routine is to just switch it up. Like, go ahead and if you if you if you literally have you know consume cannabis every day and you're like, oh, I'm not getting high anymore. Like, calm down, you'll be fine. <laughs> go ahead, and, go ahead, and, go ahead and do edibles. Go ahead and stop smoking flour for that week and do some edibles. Okay, after that week is over, go back to your flour. I promise you, it's gonna be a little bit different. And then if that's not the case, go ahead and start smoking some wax. Now it's gonna make your tolerance shoot up, but if you smoke a little bit of wax. And you stop soaking flour for a while, then you go back to edibles and have that in between, and then go back to flour. I promise you, like your high will never go away fully. I've tried it, I've tested it out. Get a notepad. Did you get GG that? approved. GG approved. Just cycle it through, baby. Cycle it through. You'll be okay. Yes, love That's it. Too funny. It works. It's Hell wild. Yeah. Man, uh, we appreciate you coming on. You fucking killed it. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Uh, Thank yeah, you. Uh, but before we leave, we have to know what you've been smoking on lately. Ooh, okay. So I have some uh, GG4 because I am GG number one. You can count. <laughs> yeah, so I got some GG4. And uh, also, I got Rhythm. Rhythm has a. What is it? 
they have the Skywalker OG that is just fire. The Mersing's usually in the teens. I'm a high Mersing kind of guy. Okay. I mean, I'm not sure if you can tell, but I'm a little just hyper on my own. I get natural. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need coffee. So you don't need the pine. I, I just wake up and then I'm drink water and I'm good to go. <laughs> like I don't really need much. So the pine and stuff is fun, but like I enjoy the high <clears throat> of a high Mersing that kind of gives my body like you know just kind of a, a, it feels like a it feels like my body is taking a breath of fresh air. Each individual muscle is kind of releasing that tension you know and i got a lot of tension and like old scar tissue back there from you know, years of doing things so it's nice to get that release you know so definitely the bursting bursting little love those yeah and, and if you can you know if you can withstand a little bit you you, you can stay up it won't put you to sleep all the time you know if you can withstand it you can just kind of ride that out and it's nice yeah <laughs> yes. what you been smoking on rocky okay so the last time i spoke with you you said you were smoking flavor crystals mm-hmm. by medicine so you already know the good smokers i always be picking the shit up know that i am a sponge so as soon as i heard that i had to make an order for some flavor crystals nice. you were absolutely you right nice. oh my gosh very very flavorful um i did also pick up some onion ring keef mm. by nature's chemistry and i've been sprinkling that shit of like course, fairy dusting course. all the yeah, lovely Jessica. things yeah, of course <laughs> She's been good. We're about to smoke some. Oh, perfect. Here. That? That's great. my favorite thing. I, I know it. I love it. Um, and Jarrell, what have you been smoking on, sir? Uh, last thing I picked up was uh, Kush Cake from Remedy. Okay. Oh, nice. Yes, yeah. Remedy. Yeah. Oh. Um, this, Remedy's consistent for yeah. the most part. Yeah. yeah. So I'll fuck with it whenever I can get it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been hearing a lot about Rhythm. Is it rhythm? Remedy. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, rhythm. Yeah. 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 I've been hearing a lot. They have a lot of the old cannabiotics. About, it's cannabiotics. <laughs> they have a lot of the old cannabiotic yeah. strains. Uh, no. like, wonder why yeah. people keep like, like, <laughs> it's everybody's been talking about rhythm lately. Yeah. It's like it's it, you know companies merge. I want to say them. I don't know. I I don't want to say Aether. Again, I'm not sure. But it's it was, not Aether. It's not. It's Cannabiotic. Somebody else and somebody else. And they said, Hey. DGF. DGF. There yeah. you go. Okay. Or D- yeah. DGF. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Desert yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll see those household strains in the rhythm. In the rhythm. Oh, I love that. And yeah. the, so you get like yeah. the Casino Kush, yes. the Master so, Kush. Yes. Who's got? There's a couple strains from Cannabiotics that are just fucking key. Always. The, the Larange. <laughs> the Larange. Kush Mountains. Who's got that? The rhythm. That's all rhythm. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm going to the store. That's all rhythm. Oh, I'm going to the store. Okay. Yeah. Larange, I love. Yeah. Um, El Orange. Yeah. How many times do you El- hear that shit? <laughs> yeah. I used to love that. El Orange, I love you. Um, Tropicana. Oh, I haven't seen was that it? in a while. Tropicana cookies. Tropicana. I think it was Tropicana. It, was, it might have been Tropicana cookies. I think it's, I think Tropicana cookies sound familiar. I, that sounds. I, I'm not they sure. They used to do that. Kush Mountains too. Didn't yeah, they? Yeah. Yes, they still yeah. got the Kush Mountains. They have a good one. Uh, Afternoon delight. Yes. Uh, that one's high real mercy. Mercy is always yeah. high. Mercy is okay. always yeah. high. I guess. Yeah. I guess I'm like the number four and number seven. I got. I'm like, which one is? <laughs> who got the most? <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, that's the one, Rocky. Oh yeah, afternoon delight. Yes, excellent. And I know, I know what I'm doing. Uh, Folks, we were doing. Thank you guys for listening. We, with all of our hearts, it is something um, that you don't, you have no idea. Our cup runneth over, (laughs) and and I'm going to tell you, folks. um, I know that the holidays are just passing now, but happy holidays. We love you very much. Yes. Thank you for listening. You could always find us at www.highbudtenders.com. 
forward slash podcast to listen to the podcast forward slash shop to check out what we have merch wise please feel free to do so we want to thank you folks for listening and as always stay high butt tenders make it i'm saying i said i love my city but i don't think you hear me though i said i love my city